Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 27, recorded December 6, 2020. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, we have the first pick of the Fichet F3D external cylinder, first pick of the Schlage Primus 29SL, another update on the Lockie Awards, Sparrow's DD picks are back in stock, a new Medico, the Lock Pickers United charity raffle has been officially announced. Sparrows has another new pick with a design by Lock Noob. Criminal locksmiths and other lock picking criminals, sales, giveaways, and more. should be able to find this show on most podcasting apps that includes apple google spotify stitcher all the big ones and most of the small ones as well you can also find it on youtube and at thelocksportscast.com youtube and a few of those podcast apps have restrictions that limit my ability to post full show notes that with working links so if you have uh one of those go to www.thelocksportscast.com which will have all the show notes with clickable links We'll start off this week with a correction for last week's episode. Artichoke2000 sent in a note uh, that said, By the way, for your next podcast, Nidiflor was the first to open an external Fichet F3D on video. People have opened the interior version before, but not the exterior. It's one of the last locks that hasn't been opened yet. And I'm putting this in as a correction because I announced Nidiflor's black belt last week and the fact that he picked the Fichet F3D but uh, external cylinder, but I neglected to mention that that was a first, and that was a big oversight on my part. So I apologize. Congratulations again on your black belt, Nidiflor, and great job getting that first open. Announcements. Uh, we have a reminder. The Lucky Award nominations will be accepted starting January 1st. There were some people that asked me when that was starting, and I couldn't remember if I specifically mentioned it last week. So January 1st, the month of January, you'll be able to send me your nominations. I would prefer if you do it as like one list of each of the categories you want to nominate somebody in and who you're nominating. It'd be a lot easier for me than a bunch of haphazard stuff. And thanks to HV Logic's prompting, I have put a web page up that lists the categories and the dates. You can find that at lockyawards.com. That's L-O-C-K-Y-A-W-A-R-D-S.com. Or you can just go to the locksportscast.com and click on the tab that says Locky Awards. In the news this week, Cherell sent in a note saying the Sparrows DD pick is back in stock. They do have a limit of one per customer, so if you're interested, if you've been waiting for one, make sure to get over there and check that out. Uh, this is Sunday afternoon that I'm recording this, a little late, but anyway, they are still available as of the recording. And both Cherell and Medler wanted to make sure that everyone was aware that Medico has a new high security key system. And Medler says, guessing it's not coincidence that the M4 comes out the year the M3 patent expires. And no, that is no coincidence. They pretty much admit as much in the uh, description of the Medico 4 or M4. Here's a quick description from a document they posted online. Medico 4 High Security Key System. Building on more than 50 years of lock engineering innovation, 
and offering the highest level of protection against physical attack and unauthorized key duplication, Medical 4, M4, cylinders are UL437 listed with solid brass construction and hardened steel inserts to thwart drilling attack. In addition to pins that lift and rotate, M4's design includes four side pins, three of which are finger pins and one lift pin, providing a high level of pick resistance. The patent-pending M4 key design with its movable element protects against the emerging threat of 3D printing for added credential security. So I will have multiple links to information about the Medico M4 if you want to go check those out. And Terrell shared a tweet by iFisk, and iFisk says, ran into this Masterlock anti-shimming patent. Looked through my collection and only found it used in an old number 5. Interesting that they were trying to address this fault in 1956. And he's got some images, and he says red arrows and box point to areas of interest. And I will have a link to his Twitter post on that so you can see his pictures with the red arrows. I'll also have a link to the Google patent document on that particular patent. So it looks like they knew that was a problem. They were doing something to, trying to do something to address it back in 1956, and then just gave up for some reason. And in community news, the Bone in the Box wanted to make sure everyone was aware that the Lockpickers United charity raffle has been announced. I'll just read the announcement here, but you can head over to Lockpickers United and get in touch with the people over there if you want to help out with this, or later if you want to enter once it's open for entries. And this post is by Correct Jeans, and it was on December 1st. It's that time of year again. The Lockpickers United charity raffle has returned. For those of you who missed it last time, the LPU Charity Raffle is an annual event where the community comes together to help out good causes using awesome locks. Last year alone, we raised $14,584 from 117 donors and had prizes contributed by 33 people. As before, we rely on the community to contribute prizes, which don't need to be solely locks or picks. If you would like to help contribute to the prize pool, please message Correct Jeans with the following information. What would you like to contribute? What country are you in? If the winner of your prize is international, are you willing to pay for shipping? Is your contribution intended for one pot or multiple pots? You will not be asked to send your locks to any middlemen, just hang on to them and you will be paired directly with the winner after the drawing. This prize contribution portion of the raffle will run from December 1st to December 31st, if you have any further questions, feel free to shoot a message to Correct Jeans or at donate to the charity raffle. Contributions will be distributed into a collection of prize pots. Starting next month, people can enter the raffle by providing proof of donation to one of the approved charities. Editions welcome. Their donation will be converted into tickets that can be distributed freely among the prize pots. Let's make this bigger than last year. If you remember from last week, what I read is that the basic premise is for every dollar you donate normally, that counts as one ticket, and they have to be to approved charities, but if you have a charity that's not on their approved list, you can submit it to the admins and to the mods, and they will see if it, it qualifies to be added to the list. And another quick note on the Lockpickers United Discord, Fire Shaper posted on December 1st that the invite for the server had been temporarily removed. They had a problem with uh, trolls getting into the server, 
and the effective way to stop them was to disable invites. And then they created a new invite, and they're working on updating it everywhere. And for the new invite that you can give out, you can go over and check out the Lockpickers United Discord, and you can find that there, I believe, in their announcement section. And Pandafrog sent in a note, said, Hey, I got something for your podcast. We formed a new Locksport Club, the hashtag 1 million Scoville Locksport Club. And they've already got a logo and will have shirts. The rules for joining the club are you must be a Locksport member. You must do a video taking a serving size of a hot sauce or eat a pepper or chili with at least 1 million Scoville. Serving size must be at least the same size as the one for the Mad Dog. Any hot sauce or pepper with at least 1 million Scoville can be used. You can't drink or eat anything for at least one minute after taking the hot sauce or the pepper. Uh, there's a list of peppers and sauces that are currently approved. Be careful, you are doing this at your own risk. That is one club you will not get me to join. Sorry, fellas. And then I just wanted to point out that the uh, the page you go to, the link I'll have in the show notes for the 1 million Scoville Locksport Club, is a page on the challenge-lock.com website. I strongly encourage everyone to go over there. I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the show or not, but I'll just read a quick blurb from Pandafrog on that. What is projectchallengelock.com? On this website, every CL owner can write down information about their challenge lock and show where it has already traveled. This website is in beta right now. I do need some people who would like to start tracking their locks. Later, I will need some mods. If you'd like to join this project, you may contact Pandafrog through different channels. And I think I have mentioned this on the show, but it was quite a while ago. So we'll just make sure to remind all of you to go over and check it out. It's a great little website and a great resource for the community. So please see if you can help out. And Locknoob put out a video entitled Sparrow's Monkey Paw Lockpick. And the description says this is his version of an offset shallow notched short hook. There are lots of notched hook designs out there, but this is his version. I think it's super versatile and far from a gimmick. And it's entitled, it's called the Sparrow's Monkey Paw Lockpick. And he's got a quick Q&A here. Question, isn't this just a notched pick? He says, yes, but I hope a very useful one. Question, so you think you invented the notched pick? No, no, I don't. Question, that looks like one I saw somewhere. And he says, very possible. Lots of pick makers make notched picks. So it's bound to be similar to one somewhere. I handmade the original monkey paw by eye to my own requirements, and I have been working on this for a couple of years on and off to get the balance right. Now I hope lots of people will benefit. And I'll have a link in the show notes to both to his video and the product page for Sparrows, where they have the monkey paw lockpick there. And Bosnian Bill, uh, in relation to some comments on his previous uh, safe buying tips video, has started a multi-part series that's expanding on that video about how to choose different types of safes, whether you're going for fire safes or small safes or whatever. Uh, so far, he's got uh, video 1822 up called Choosing a Small Safe Part 1. And the Bone in the Box sent in a note to me on Discord, letting me know that Lock-O-Lot, or Readwit, has been the first to pick the Primus 29SL. 
and it's on video. I will have a link to the Lock -O Lot channel's video where Reed does that one. The Primus 29SL is a new version of the Primus with a slightly different operating system. And so it is a first on a new lot. So I recommend you go over there, check him out, and give him the kudos he deserves. In karate belts this week, we have uh, Dusty and Windy has earned his purple belt on December 3rd. On December 2nd, Yabend uh, earned his brown belt. On December 5th, Midnight Fellow Picker earned his brown belt. And we have two black belt announcements on uh, November 30th. We have congratulations to our newest black belt, Boro. In addition to cracking some safes, he has picked the Icon R10, Icon SK6, extra code, Dom, IX Twinstar, and the Miwa U9, and holy hell did he pick them fast on camera. And the bone in the box uh, made sure that I knew that on December 5th, Georgia Jim earned his black belt, and the announcement reads, big ol' round of applause for our newest black belt at Georgia Jim. On their road to acquiring the darkest of waist accessories, they picked the Miwa JN and the Multilock MT5 Plus. They also delved into the mystical art of pick making and constructed a Miwa U9 cutaway. So congratulations, gentlemen. Uh, it takes a lot of hard work to get those upper belts and especially the black belt. Congratulations. Now, uh, just a quick break to say thank you to those that made this episode possible. The Executive producers for this episode are the $5 Patreon supporters. We have Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, and Williams Brain. Content producers for this episode are Artichoke2000, Medler, The Bone in the Box, Cherell, Pandafrog, Joshua Gonzalez, HV Logic, Michael Gilchrist, Lockpickings Gal, Starlock, and Pocket Woman. Remember, the show is only possible because of the support of all of you in the community. So if you value the podcast, please help support it. The most important way you can do that is sending in your news, leaks, news links, events, giveaway information, or whatever you have that the Locksport community might benefit from knowing. You can just send it to me at podcast at thelocksportscast.com or any of the other contact methods that you can find in the show notes or at support.thelocksportscast.com. Don't forget to share the podcast with your lockpicking friends. You can leave a review on your favorite podcast platform if they allow it, or a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube would be appreciated. If you want to support financially, we have Patreon, PayPal, and Buy Me a Coffee. And in lockpicking criminal news this week, we'll start off with a story from December 2nd out of, I believe, Indiana. It says, Andrew K. Foster, a former locksmith, must serve more than 10 years. A former locksmith, safecracker, and career criminal has been sentenced to at least a decade in prison by a Union County judge. Andrew Foster, 52, had pled guilty earlier this year to committing break-ins in Union, Franklin, Delaware, Fairfield, Fayette, Morrow, Perry, and Madison counties. According to Union County Prosecutor David Phillips, Foster was the apparent leader of a criminal crew which broke into gas stations, stole at least $29,000 worth of cigarettes, and then he sold them or traded them for crack cocaine and cash. Ugh. Drugs. Make people do crazy things. And then uh, a story from December 1st out of Russia. Police say Volga maniac who killed 26 women was captured. 
Russian authorities say they, ca- they arrested a 38-year-old man on Tuesday who's suspected in the deaths of more than two dozen elderly women several years ago. Moscow's Interior Ministry said the suspect Radek Tagirov, a locksmith, has confessed to the deaths. A spokeswoman for the ministry's investigative committee said genetic material tied Tagirov to the killings, according to the state-run TASS news agency. And officials say that the murders were committed between 2011 and 2012. However, in the story, it does not say that he used his locksmith skills to get into the apartments to kill the woman. It sounds like he did, uh, he gained their trust by posing as utility workers or electricians or other things and kind of sweet-talked his way in before he killed them. And out of Lincoln, Nebraska, we have a story entitled Storage Unit Thief Suspect in Custody Facing Burglary Charges. A Lincoln man is facing burglary charges after police say he was confronted while cutting a padlock on a storage unit. Officers were dispatched to spare room storage where a witness told responding officers that he had seen a man actively cutting padlocks on units. LPD said the witness confronted the man and saw there was no longer a padlock on one of the units. The man gave an excuse as to why he was there, then got in his car and left. About 10 minutes later, LPD officers made contact with 45-year-old Jeffrey Blazek near 20th and Fairfield Streets. Officers saw a grinder, which could be used to cut locks in plain view. So officers searched his car, found three cut locks, a stolen chainsaw, and other items believed to be stolen. According to police, Blazek also had a flashlight and lockpick kit. He was arrested and is facing burglary charges as well as possession of burglary tools charges. On December 5th, out of Naples, Florida, Naples man arrested for having drugs, stealing from stores at mall. A Naples man was arrested after stealing merchandise from two stores at Coastland Mall and for having drugs on him. Naples police responded to the mall on December 3rd at around 6.58 p.m., where they found Mark Ferreira, 38, hiding in a bathroom. He had walked into the family bathroom at the food court with a backpack. The man stole from Hibbet and Hot Topic at Coastland Mall, according to the police. Ferreira locked the bathroom door, but the mall staff member unlocked the door for the officers. The responding officers then had to force their way in because Ferreira was using his body to block the door. Police found Ferreira's backpack open and his belongings scattered on the sink and floor. Ferreira was also found with three shirts stolen from the stores, as well as a hat, according to the police. Police also found lockpicking tools in his backpack, as well as needles and bags of drugs that he had hid near his groin. The drugs found on him included methamphetamine, fentanyl, alaprazolum, anxiety and panic disorder drug, Mall security also told the officers they wanted him to be trespassed from the mall, and he was arrested for trespassing, possession of burglary tools, drug paraphernalia, and three counts of possession of a controlled substance. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Okay. (sighs) It's amazing how many of these crimes involve drug use. Actually, it's not that amazing. And for sales this week, we have quite a few carryovers from last week. The Southward 25% discount off all products from November 25th to December 23rd has the coupon code CHEER25. 
Commando Locks still has their 15% off all locks with Fall 2020 coupon code that expires on the 1st of January. Mako Locks. The 15% off with the code buy Mako still appears to be working. Also, Mako Locks still has their Black Friday special specials page up, and I checked uh, last night and was able to pull those up and click on them and also apply that buy Mako code on top of that. So those are still working at this point. Multipick posted a thing here for Black Weekend at Multipick, 10% off all Elite lockpick sets and there's a link that i will have in the show notes i don't know for sure if it was just the weekend it may be done by the time this podcast posts on monday morning but it doesn't hurt to check it out and also for multi-pick on the lockpickers united discord somebody there posted that they have a five percent discount code the code is mp tiktok 10 and you should go check that out if you're interested in getting anything multi-pick for giveaways this week, Michael Gilchrist has his hashtag Norland250 subscriber giveaway. To enter, you submit a video with the hashtag Norland250 in the title, pick a lock around your skill level, tell a story of something positive that has happened to you during the pandemic. Entries must be submitted by December 25th or 250 subscribers, whichever comes second, he says. And he has a link for a Google spreadsheet where you can confirm that he has you entered after you have submitted it. So that's actually a great idea. I like that one. I might steal that at some point. PandaFrog is having a giveaway. Hashtag XmasPF2020. Prize two times. One Abus7240 with the logo PandaFrog. One Berg Faulkner Swish Edition. Don't know that one. I'll have to check that out. The rules: you must use hashtag XmasPF2020 so you can find your video. Pick a lock in a non-destructive way with Xmas holiday spirit or theme. If you don't do Christmas, you may choose a different spirit theme, but you need to explain a little. He wants to learn a little more. The giveaway ends December 24th of 2020. So. You should head over to PandaFrog's channel and check that out. I'll have a link in the show notes. Starlock and Pocket Women are still doing their hashtag shoutout Monday series where they highlight channels with fewer than 100 subscribers. They try to incentivize you to check out those channels and subscribe and leave a comment by doing a giveaway for a 20 pound Law Lock Tool gift certificate. And this month it looks like they're also giving away a Lockwood 334B45 brass padlock. So there'll be two winners, and they're also doing a total of 16 shoutouts this month. So you're going to have multiple shoutouts each week that you need to be watching for. You need to go over, check them out, leave a comment, make sure that you mention Starlock and or Starlock and Pocket Woman in the comment, because that's what they're going to do their search on to find the winner for the draw. And Charles Buildscrap is still doing the Packlock a Month giveaway. I planned on doing that this weekend, but I got roped into working extra night shifts, so that's why I'm recording this podcast late, and I have not done the draw yet. I will try to get on live and do that here very soon for uh, November's winter, and entries are now open for December's. Uh, the people who submitted for this show after the first will be automatically entered into that one. 
And remember that this podcast needs your support. You can support the show in several ways. You can send in your information. Anything you have that's Locksport related that you think the community would benefit from knowing, send it in and I will get it on the show. You can find all my contact information in the show notes or at support.thelocksportscast.com. Share the show with your lockpicking friends. Leave a comment or a review on your favorite podcasting app or YouTube. You can also support the show financially with a donation via Patreon, PayPal, or buy me a coffee. If you support the show in some significant way, be money or something else, I will make sure to mention you on the show as a producer, and I will link you in the show notes. If you have a YouTube page or a blog or anything like that that you would like me to share, make sure to send me a link when you send me your information. Thanks. Keep it legal.